Mike, you want a flying car? I think for Christmas, I want a flying horse. <laughs> well, I hope you get one, Ed. I, it won't be coming from me, but uh, hopefully you put up some feelers to, you know, famous scientists that uh, might be able to whip one up for you. Yeah. Does, that, does this mean that like, we know that humans are getting all these superpowers? Mm -hmm. uh, can animals get superpowers, too? Is that what's going on here? Well, why not? I mean, uh, maybe. I, I don't know if it's uh, if that's what it is, but if it's a uh, it's a flying horse, which I guess when you think about it, there are flying horses in legend and myths, right? So like maybe this is just, you know, since there's gods coming back, you know, uh, coming back into the world like Thor, maybe now it's their horses are coming with them. Yeah, the, 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 the Pegasus. Although I think if I remember correctly in Greek myth, the Pegasus wasn't like like a... It wasn't like one of many horses. There was like just one Pegasus. It wasn't like... I, like there was lots of unicorns, but one Pegasus. Wasn't there... Um... In Norse Norse mythology, wasn't there? Uh, there's Valkyrie. Did, did, did they fly on on winged horses? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know my my North mythology enough. So that is the big question: Is this Pegasus? Was it a, a single Pegasus from Greek mythology, or an army of Pegasi from Norse mythology? And do you know what? If I could just grab Thor long enough to ask him that question, we might be able to get an answer. But uh, for now, we know there's one. There's one flying horse in the city, and I don't think he's he's for sale, Ed. Yeah, and, and not only that, he's apparently being ridden by a knight because we, we, here here in New York in in the 20th century, we like to mix our myths. And so we've taken the Pegasi from like ancient mythology and mixed it with like a medieval knight from uh, from like the 1300s. Well, a guy dressed up like a knight because it turns out this guy wasn't uh, what you consider to be a knight in shiny armor. He's actually a bad guy flying a cool horse <laughs> yeah he, he was a uh, he was he was a soviet spy a research scientist a very mm -hmm. successful another one of those research scientists gone bad this one in particular decided to um sell secrets to the soviets he uh for some reason when he was captured we put him on bail and the soviets paid his bail and he skipped the town and then decided to come back on a flying horse yeah you think that maybe getting away with uh treason would be enough to like not come back to america but that wasn't the, the story for this uh, Mr. Professor Garrett uh, fellow. and But it's incredible that he came back on a flying horse. I mean, you say what you will about this traitor, uh, this treasonous fellow. He's got some style. He's he got has some style. some style. He has some style. And not, and not only that, like he's, he, he's, he's themed, right? So his, 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 he's dressed up as a knight, but he, uh, he, his knight lance is not just a traditional lance. It's like an energy lance that like fires, what, energy rays, heat rays from it? Yeah, I mean, I think he. So what I understand is he used uh, this this lance to basically melt an armored car or or truck so that he could steal from them, right? And so and they they didn't do that in the 1300s. I can tell you that. No, no, I think they're. I, 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 well, there might have been armored, uh, maybe armored, um, you know, wagons and stuff like that, but nothing like this. But it's pretty. So it's pretty impressive. But fortunately, this city is you know lousy with with superheroes and superpowered <laughs> individuals. So like again. It still shocks me that people are committing crimes in New York City, like you know, superpowered crimes, especially a guy that's very noticeable <laughs> and is themed. But that's what they, that's what happened. That's what that's what he did. And uh, fortunately, the um, giant man and the wasp were uh, able to to take him down. Well, kind of. They they they, they, they battled him. They stopped him again. They were they got the money back, but um, the the guy still escaped. He just yeah. I guess flew off because it turns out the giant man can't fly after this guy and the guy when he flies away can't be captured yeah so maybe insurance companies and banks were happy with uh, giant man and the wasp intervening but uh, still the criminal got away but it's funny like like did you notice how 
like the battle went or what the reporting tells us about the battle with giant man and, and the wasp and how they're able to defeat um um Garrett, the flying uh, I knew you'd be thief. all over this, right? Because because Giant Man was not so giant during this battle. Yeah, so like he went from being like a like a huge you know a, a giant and then shrunk to get out of the um whatever the 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 uh, things they're they're holding him um the, the Black Knight's the, clutches of whatever he captured. Yeah, him. whatever. Yeah, some rope or whatever. But he so he shrunk and so so we talked about this before and it makes sense that Giant Man, who's partnered with the Wasp. May very well be who, who who joined the Avengers just as Ant Man left the Avengers. That's right, and and it's like maybe if he's kind of partnering with the Wasp, it's probably the same guy because now we know he doesn't just get big or is just a big human being. He he can shrink, so it tells me that maybe this is just was like a mid career change for this uh, superhero, right? Yeah. So whatever Ant Man's powers were. He wasn't just always small. He had the ability to grow and shrink. And well, at least this is our theory: is that he didn't need to stop growing when he became human size at six feet tall. He could just keep growing to twelve and twenty feet tall. But so, what would have precipitated it? You know, so I I have my grievances with him that that I felt that um, Ant Man was was contributing to us living in a police state and just you know helping out the police, but you know spying on everybody for it. So but to be fair, the ants um, were spying and they were just communicating it to Ant Man. <laughs> Yes, right. So his army of ants were spying, and Maybe then the ants so, had superpowers, just like the horse has superpowers. Yeah, so they're well, there are flying ants, but but um, so so Iron, so this that was Ant Man's thing, and then was he just was it just like not cool enough, not visible enough, and he sees all these you know brightly colored superheroes, and he thinks, you know what, the only way I'm going to kind of compete with those guys is if I is if I do the exact opposite of what I'm doing here. So despite the fact that I I spent a couple of years of, of great success being uh, you know, this silent or this secret and unseen, you know, helper to the police. He just does a 180 and becomes a giant that you cannot avoid seeing. Like you can't yeah. miss. Yeah. So you have this guy. So, you know, his, his costume is bright red and he has funny antenna on his head, just like, just kind of like, like an ant, to be honest. So he's, giving, he's even telling us, giving us more indications that he's the same person. But, um, but, but what was it that drove him to do this? And I think it's because he, saw how like much attention these other superpowered individuals were getting like Iron Man and Thor and maybe he just got tired of being this unseen hero and, prote- and protector of the city and decided you know what I want to battle you know like uh, Dr. Doom and I want to battle like aliens I mean maybe this is just what he wanted to transition from one type of superhero to another yeah and, and the timing is interesting too right because because Ant-Man joined the Avengers but it mm-hmm. wasn't very long into his stint of hanging out with Thor and Iron Man and all these flashy guys and the Hulk, these flashy guys that, um, f- frankly, uh, sometimes do uh, auxiliary damage. They, 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 they break things and they cause problems in the city, um, especially someone like the Hulk, but they aren't taking a lot of heat for it. And so poor little Ant-Man is like, hey, I try to do this right thing. I'm trying to be secretive and try to like not cause a problem, but I'm not getting the exposure that you guys are getting. And so... Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like it's a little bit of jealousy, maybe. I think he had classic small man syndrome. <laughs> classic small man. <laughs> I'm going to call him Napoleon Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it is it is interesting, and, and the, but the, the other question I have about him kind of deciding to join the more flashy group, right, is what happened to this extensive, you, you know, uh, constitutional right offending su- surveillance system that you had? Did he just? Is he still running it or did he turn it over to somebody else? Did he turn it over to the police or the government? Like, 
I mean, are we being surveilled by not just Ant-Man, but maybe government operatives? Like, are, it's I, I think we need some answers on that. Yeah, it's a good question because we, we, we don't know. We, we didn't know what that surveillance looked like before, and we certainly don't know what it looks like now. Um, I think what was interesting is before, almost every Ant-Man case involved him, like, finding out information from the police, finding and then feeding the information to the police about criminals and capturing them and so on. And uh, now that he's giant man, we don't hear about that anymore. Like now, now instead of battling the like the the frauds and the um the, the the insurance scammers, he's battling like flying black knights on magic horses. Yeah, but maybe he's still sticking with stuff he knows, where he's kind of battling people just stealing money, as opposed to people trying to like destroy the city or or come from a different dimension. Maybe that's he's he's still kind of like sticking with what he knows a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I'm just curious about. The transition, you know, from from the one field to the other, it seems like well, it, it does seem like if you're comparing it to say it's say you know other other professions, if we consider superheroing a profession, he's gone from being say a medical doctor to a surgeon, right? Like they're just different types of uh, different of in, types in of superhero. Group. Well, there are like I mean, like you could be like you know, <laughs> Next just time like I make a superhero, I'm going to ask them what their specialty is. <laughs> that's right. Like I mean, like well, lawyers, you could have like you have a, you have a corporate lawyer who does contracts and negotiates deals, and you know, and you have a a litigator who's who who sues and de- de- defends lawsuits and goes to court. I mean, those are two separate, entirely separate uh, career paths and uh, within the legal community. So maybe we're getting enough superheroes that there can be some divergence and diversity between uh, the types of roles that they undertake. But but and that's the most charitable way to put it. Like one, the one thing I'm still want to know is what happened to this extensive surveillance network are we still being spied on ed that's what i want to know